there there are a few there are a few like images that I couldn't help but laugh at, like the fact where it's like, oh, if you see someone having sex on the side of the road, just uh, wave a tambourine above him. I mean, literally, I mean, it literally says, "Let tambourines be struck above the copulations." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So you just want to you just want to go doggings. People are going to start like a, a flash mob around you, just like <laughs> Woo, yeah, go go, go, go girls. <laughs> Hello, my beautiful listeners, and welcome back to Reginald's Book Club. Now, I, I, you probably know what I'm going to say here. Bloody Reginald is not showing up again. Like, he went off to see something in someone's basement, and they just walked away. He just, he just walked away. We don't know where he went, but he seemed to know where he was going. He was walking away from something. <laughs> but fortunately, even though he's buggered off, I have another wonderful special guest for the end. Please welcome my good friend Swade. Hello, it is me. I am Swade. <laughs> yeah. So Swade is an old hand from uh, from the uh, the old channel some days and you know yep. uh, golden age of YouTube and he's one of my favorite or in fact my own the only uh, favorite I have a uh, Pokemon reviewer on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, everyone kind of has has one poke has usually pe- usually people have YouTubers that are um that are for one area of um their interests and most of the time they have to just kind of choose one. <laughs> yeah. But yep. yep. Well, yeah, so you guys should check out this channel. I think you just it's just Swade. Just type that into YouTube. Yeah, just Swade. It's oh, Swade um, at, Well, it's at official Swade on YouTube now because Ooh. now they've got at handles, which is weird. But oh, I yep. forgot about that, yeah. I think I just made mine Dominic Noble because it was just like, yeah, I'm just going to snap that up before someone else takes it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's weird being thought of as a guy. Well, there are still a lot of people who just who remember me from Channel Awesome, but uh, fun fact, I was actually the very first person that wasn't Doug on Channel Awesome. I was the very really? first person hired. Okay, yeah. well, well, we'll talk about that more in the end section, because we're here to talk about the glorious Ursula K. Le Guin today. Uh, uh, yes, yes, I'm, so, I'm aware that you're somewhat of a Le Guin head. She is my queen! Oh, Ursula! <laughs> she is, she is <laughs> just an app. Like, I, I didn't discover her books until quite late, you know, I was in my 30s, and I saw, I read, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like, Earth, uh, Earthsea. Earthsea, For yeah. I, I, sanitation. I, I, I was just like, holy fucking shit, this is the best thing I've ever read in my fucking life. Yeah, and then you watch the movie, and you're like, "How? Uh, why does? Why is Ghibli? Oh, wait, normally Ghibli's so good. What happened?" <laughs> like, oh, yeah. no, I didn't even watch the Ghibli one. I watched the TV miniseries that was completely oh, right, right, and absolute garbage. It was one of the worst adaptations I've ever covered on the show. So it must be un- uh, unadaptable, really. If, if it was like if they can't adapt it on TV, and then they, then Ghibli can't adapt it, what are you even going to do? Yeah, yeah, Ghibli, I think. Because that was his son, it was Ghibli Jr. Yeah, doing yeah. it, and I think he just, that was just a case of, like, he just had a different vision. I don't think that was a lack right, of competence right. thing. The TV show was a, a combination of different vision and just absolute incompetence. Anyway, It wasn't as lucky as Diana Wynne jones but yep, it's all good. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So yes, we are looking at, um, I mean, this is definitely, by a huge mar- margin, the shortest story I've ever had requested mm-hmm. uh, for this show. So we are looking at those who walk away from Omelias. Did we, did we agree Omelis. that's how we pronounce it? Uh, well, I, well I, 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 I'm not the one who has the authority to say how it's pronounced. I don't know if um, there's a recording of Ursula I, saying I, it. I'm <laughs> looking up on Wikipedia and it says O-H-M-E-H-L-A-H-S-S. So Omelas. Omelas? Omelas? Anyway. Well, well, what's, uh, well, that's actually one of the reasons why I, I picked this. That is from the title alone. Also, one of the reasons why I picked the, there's a whole thing about why why I picked the why I picked this particular. That was going to be my next question. But, uh, so we can jump right into that if you want. 
No, absolutely. So, um, do you want to ask the question? Okay, like, well, yes. Sway, do tell me. Why did you pick this book? What does it mean to you? Yeah, and it's not a book. It's actually just a small story within a book. But it's so unbelievably thick and dense with meaning of so many different ways that I'm pretty sure we're not going to have an issue talking about what's what happens mm-hmm. in it. But basically... This was originally part of a, um, a short story compilation. I was thinking about doing that, but uh, I, fe- I felt like that would be unfair to the other stories because we'd just be talking about Omelis the entire time. Yep. But um, the funny thing is that about the pronunciation of Omelis, um, I, that was one of the, one of the things I, I looked up and I th- saw that, um, I, was it after reading it, I thought, oh, that's amazing. I look it up on Wikipedia, see if there's anything trivia about it. And the, she chose the name Omelis literally because she saw... Salem, Oregon, in her in her mirror. Yes, she just saw it backwards. Like I'm gonna make a book out of that. It's, <laughs> it's like Omelas. Oh, that's a funny. That's a that's a that's a fun name. You got Tolkien over here creating entire languages and then building a world around it. And you got Ursula K. Le Guin seeing a thing in her rearview mirror and going, "Fuck yeah!" It's like if it's like if if someone can make it, if someone can make millions of dollars do, with those kind of ideas, maybe I can too. But it's like no. Well, do you no. do you think you're that good? Do you think you're Ursula K. Le Guin good? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying Although there are a few. There are, it's one of those uh, one of those other things is that it, it caused an awakening in me in a lot of in a lot of ways too because um, uh, grow, growing up and even still today I'm not much of a reader and that's not it's like I'm not I'm not um, dyslexic or anything like that no no shame on anyone who is but um, the um, thank you the, yeah <laughs> the but what I have is ADHD and autism and what they can do so and because of that I have a very vivid imagination and when I read. Um, my brain, um, what's the word? It's int- intrusively forces me to vividly imagine what I'm reading, and it can actually be really exhausting. Oh, <laughs> so fascinating! Having, yeah, so it's like uh, it's one of the things where, like, the on- one of the only books that I, when growing up, I read graphic novels all the time. I loved comics. I loved Asterix. I loved Tintin. I loved all of the different graphic novels. And that was because I didn't have to. I didn't have to use as much brain power on imagination because it was all there. All the visuals and stuff was there. And then was it? Uh, but there was one book that I absolutely devoured and devoured the entire series, and then happened to be Harry Potter. And, it was like, and I got so into it. And, and yeah, it's just <sighs> it's a story for another time. But yep. yes, it's uh, uh, that, that was kind of like on the on the cusp of like it was breezy to read, but descriptive enough that I was able to imagine it all really, really easily but the ma- the main reason that i but uh, the other reason i chose this is because i just recently watched spider-man across the spider-verse have you seen that one Don? i have yes yes and i just realized spider-man across the spider-verse is basically those who walk away from o'hara and it's just <laughs> like <laughs> so I, I, I yeah, and and I bas- and I thought for us, and it just it's been on my mind constantly. So it's 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 a formative in terms of like learning new things and new techniques, but it's also formative in the fact that um, I mean it's formative in terms of that, but it's also been on my mind for the last few for the last few weeks as well after seeing that movie. So yeah, what were you, so what were you going to say? There? Well, I was going to say like um, the 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 way the book is written is is fascinating because it's almost conversational. It almost feels yeah, like yeah. Ursula is. She's sort of describing it to you as if it's like one half of a conversation because she, it's very informal. Occasionally she'll say things like, you know, you could imagine the city like this or you could not. It's up to you, really. I don't give a shit. Like, it's, it's almost like reader's choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, orgy <laughs> question mark. Love that. So, yeah, we open, we open on an amazing parade. It's a, it's a town, it's a city, city called Omelas, yeah, yeah. of 
questionable level of technology. She doesn't quite get. It's not, I don't think it's like modern era. She said maybe they've got central it, heating, but they don't have. It's meant to be a utopia. I, th- I think it's established. It's like it's meant to be a utopia, and I think what the narrator is saying is, I'm is like. It's so amazing that what I say can never do it justice. So just imagine yep. the most wonderful thing ever, basically. Imagine the most wonderful thing that you can imagine. That's Omalas. It's fucking choice, you know? It's, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so she, she sort of builds this up and she builds this up and she's talking about, like, everyone... Uh, she, I, did, I did like that she mentioned these people are really happy, but they're not stupid. This isn't the kind of happiness <laughs> that comes from ignorance. This is... These are intelligent people. And she did say, like, you know, it's kind of like you kind of assume... To be genuinely happy, you have to be super simple, mm. and it's not. It doesn't have to be that way. I was like, huh? I guess you do kind of assume that. That if, like, to be content with life, mm-hmm. you do have to be living a very, very simple life. And mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting that she called that out right in the opening chapter, well, like and, opening and, sentence. And were, yeah, and another one was well was um d- the, she also called out um that that in order to be intelligent you have to be miserable as well that's yeah. kind of the 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 flip the flip side of that is that sort of like oh in order to in order to be smart that means you have to realize that life is pain and pain is death and so forth yep. <laughs> but yeah but no yeah no these guys in Omalas, they're just fucking chilling they're smart as fuck but they are having the best fucking time they're having a parade and then she did she does go mm-hmm. on to say like you know maybe the train stations like the because it's got trains instead of cars because that's better for the environment it's more efficient mm, yeah. and the train stations fucking lovely it's like it's gilded it's the most fanciest building in town or maybe it's not depends what you're into uh, and yeah, then, yeah. yeah, then we get to orgies question marks. Like, it's probably not a religion, but there might be a a, a temple that's just for fucking. You don't know. You know, maybe if you're into that sort of thing, maybe there's orgies. Maybe there's priests and priestesses who are just up for a good time all the time. If you're feeling again, the narrator emphasizes that it's like, no, 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 they're they're not. Or that they're not compelled to do this. It's because they want to. It's, it's like, um, it's yeah, like all, all the all the stigma is gone. Just you want to? Why not? Why not? Yeah. It's and like, if anyone gets pregnant from these orgies, they're like, "Fuck yeah!" And the entire town contributes to looking after this kid. And they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, scholarships and like, yeah, fucking <laughs> so, uh, yeah." They're, they're, I, I must admit, it's like there there are a few there are a few like images that I couldn't help but laugh at, like the fact where it's like, "Oh, if you see someone having sex on the side of the road, just uh, wave a tambourine above them." <laughs> 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 yeah. oh, I mean, it literally, I mean, it literally I says, it. "Let tambourines be struck above the copulations." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So you just want to, you just want to go dogging. So people are going to start like a, a flash mob around you, just like, <laughs> Woo, yeah, go, 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 go girl." Go, go. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is Ursula K. Le Guin's optional reader's choice utopia, and I, yeah, yeah. I kind of loved it. Um, yeah, but then. Yeah. After that, after she's established which, what a great place this is and how happy everyone is, she just says, okay, there, but there's this one bit. There's this one basement. In just not, mm-hmm. It's not particularly special. It's just in the, underneath the house. There's a locked door, mm-hmm. no windows. And do you want to describe what's inside? Uh, well, I find it interesting is that what's, what's, uh, what I find interesting is that um, they've built up this amazing utopia by basically saying, imagine the most wonderful thing you can imagine. Yep. And then they completely, they completely turn it on their head. They do a, a Mulan girl worth fighting for, basically, and just mm. like imagine the most mm. worst, most disgusting thing imaginable ever done to a human being. Like yes. um, concentrated, um, starving children in Africa injected into, <laughs> injected, yeah. concentrated into your eyeballs, basically. Yeah, so just I mean, that's, that's literally kid. what there is a child yeah. locked in this yeah. room. This child has yeah. no clothes. They are not, they are given just enough food to survive. They are never given any comfort. They are never given anything mm-hmm. to do. They are kept in this dark, pitch black room that's not, covered in their own shit. 
Uh, they've lost the, they've been in there you can you know they say at this point in the narrative this particular child's been in there for a few years so they're slowly and this is meant to be like a very young child and they've sort of lost the ability to talk they started off when they were locked in there begging saying please please I'll be I'll be good let me out let me out and now they now they're just like uh uh they've lost the ability you know and they they, she yeah Le Guin just builds up the most most horrifying picture of this tortured child and then she says and everyone everyone in Omelas comes in at some point when they come of age they are taken to this room and shown in the door and say look this is the torture child this is and the reason the reason that everyone is so happy here the reason we always have great harvest the reason we always have great parades the reason everyone is just really really happy all the time you can have all these orgies is because <laughs> this child is made to suffer the most Unending, unbelievable misery mm. because we torture this. T- and they never explain why. So this, it's left yeah. open ended if this is an actual magical situation it's or like, yeah, it's kind of a, a fa- just superstition a style thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, so maybe the fucking Omalasians are just fucking nuts, and this is a fucking, this yeah. is a sacrifice that's been. But like, but at the same time, they're unbelievably happy, and yeah, they are. And it's and like it's just weird, exactly. And they say that, like, okay, most people they look at this child and they spend like a week or so just like messed up, but almost all of them inevitably come to terms with it. They either justify it by saying, "Well, the child's already fucked, so there's no point rescuing them now. They would just go mad if we let them out of this thing. They've got us all. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. It's worth it for these thousands and thousands of people to be so happy. And also, like, it contributes to their happiness because they don't, they don't take their happiness for granted. They think, well, this yeah. happiness is coming at a terrible price. So I am going to live this happy life to its fullest. So they say, well, so clearly this is a necessary evil. Yeah, yeah. And it's but then. Of, uh, yeah. Yeah, go on, occasionally, go on. very occasionally, a young or older person, depending on when they're introduced to this child, will just not be able to take it. They will just... It's, 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 made, it's made clear this is a vast, vast minority of people within Omelas. And they will just get up, leave the room, and just walk away. They'll walk down the street, out of the city, through the nearby farmlands, and just... They said either west or north, towards the mountains... And you'll never see them again. And we don't. The people in the city don't know where they go. Uh, they don't know what happens to them. They don't know why they never come back. But they, they just yeah. They just know. They seem to know where they're going. Yeah. And they, that's they the they end of the this, 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 The people who yeah. walk away from Omelas. Yeah. That's basically um, yeah. that's basically the whole thing. It's it's uh, one of the there's a stigma for both short stories and short films is that they nearly always make you feel like crap afterwards and i'm <laughs> like well this this because that's one of the ways to really kind of uh, make make something memorable unfortunately is to make it either really sad or like put a massive big depressing twist at the end mm-hmm. it's like and 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 this uh, it's like and this one follows that as well but at the same time yeah it's it's fascinating yeah so it's it does leave you on a massive mind fuck and it's like so you know my first thought was like jeebus is this even like i know it gives a reinforcement to people living their life to their fullest to know that someone is suffering for their happiness but like that's the only indication we have that this is in any way necessary uh, well yeah it's, it's it's one of those tricky ones because um and we're also kind of taught to be pragmatic about um, how we help others as well, because like um, we, we can't help everybody. That's and I mean, like we literally can't help everyone. It's kind of like a there, there's so many different layers it can be at, because like on the one like there's there's that's one of the reasons why um, I, I, cho- I chose the short story as well is because it's 
it seems to lend itself to like a hundred different interpretations and none, none of them have kind of an easy answer. Like um, I was talking about it with um, Leo the other day when, and one of the things was is that some, maybe it's, a, um, it's kind of like a deconstruction of the idea of perfection. It's like, what is perfection, basically? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if do do you must you suffer must you must someone suffer in order for you to be happy? And it's like it's kind of challenging that idea as well. Yeah, I mean, that's and, that's yeah. I mean, capitalism works on a system where you do actually have to have a, a working class and a uh, an upper class for it to feature. Like it, it does reflect on so many things. You could talk about it's the way the first world treats the third world. Um, it. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, just just for the record, just in case there was any question, neither of us, I don't, unless Suede is going to shock me by disagreeing, neither of us are saying that we think this is a a justifiable system. Omalas can go fuck itself. I'd, li- I'd, li- yeah. I'd like to think if I was living there, I'd be one of the fuckers who walks away into the sea or the mountains or whatever. Cause- but that's the thing, though, isn't it? Is that that's one of the thing that's one of the things that I found interesting was if it was. Um, it's impossible to walk away from Omelas. It is in this fantasy world, but in the real world, there is no single country where there is not a atrocity. There is no way to walk away from Omelas. Any system that you walk into will also have its own baggage and will also have people suffering. Because like, even if it's like, um, because every single, every single system of government has people that, are, that suffer because of it. I mean, like there's theoretical ones, but no one's ever made them work yet. Mm. So it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like you're saying, and, and it's interesting because you're saying, I would walk away from Omelas. Absolutely, like so. no problem. Uh, yeah. like, like, you'd like to think so, that you would. But you're not walking away from your current situation. It's like, you're not walking mm-hmm. away from America. That is I'm true, America does Zealand. have a, a vast wealth issue. But I mean, I, it, we don't have the utopia side of it, so it's, but yeah. It, no, well, you're absolutely right. The, is that well? It's it like does, you, don't, you don't even have a utopia to fall back on. It's like exactly. It's like I, I live in a place that's actually pretty bad in a lot of ways, and people are suffering. But I'm not walking away from that. It's like, it's also, like it's, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm given to understand this book has been sort of misinterpreted over the years. The one people oh, just I can said imagine. like, but like one person, and I forget who it was, took issue with it because they said like. Well, you're just saying walk away from the problem. Like, they, none of these people try mm, to mm. fix it. None of the people try to s- rescue this child or convince anyone that it's unnecessary or, you know, offer to replace the yeah. child. On the, one hand, I abs- I, on the one hand, I absolutely understand that. Uh, that. That is true. But on the other hand, it's also like if the system is completely predicated on the suffering of one person, how do you fix that? The, the, was it the, the entire point of the story was that the the hour the the hour that a child see, that the child ceases to suffer is the hour that the entire country falls. Basically, was that proven? Because like, was um, that just part of the? Well, is any of it proven? It's also very allegorical. Well, not allegorical, but you yeah. know what I mean. It's, it's yeah, all no, very, so, it's also... yeah. They did say like, as far as the city is concerned, if they do stop torturing this this child, they lose everything. It's not a. Oh, it's good for a bit, but it slow declines. It's not. It makes it slightly worse. Everything will get fucked. The second well, they stop torturing yeah. this child. It says that they would like to do something for the child, but there's nothing they can do. If the child were brought up into the sunlight, if it were cleaned and fed and comforted, it would be a good thing. But if it were done in that day and hour, all the prosperity and beauty of Omelas would wither and be yeah. destroyed. But again, this is so, I, I read that as like, this is just what those stupid fuckers are thinking is necessary. But I know, I know I'm, I'm, very, I'm reading a very literal 
interpretation but of this because it is very allegorical. Another, uh, that's another thing that I love about this story is that that's another, it's another way you can think about it. It's like, why do you believe the narrator, especially when the narrator has proved themselves to be unreliable from yeah, the start? Yeah, they've straight up said, just imagine what you want, baby. Yeah, yeah, imagine what you want. They've also said that they also, one thing that I found on a reread was they said that the town has no guilt. And then the narrator completely contradicts that later on by saying people do get really screwed up by looking at the child. Yeah. They, they, there, is, there is guilt there. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's, but the guilt, I mean, they, yeah, the guilt fades as long as you, for most but people. But that's the thing. The it's, that... it's like, it's, it's, and, well, that's the thing is that I, I grew up in, I, I grew up as a Mormon and there's lots, of, I mean, um, actually there's a recent video by um, Johnny Harris or someone like that, a, a famous YouTuber who does like um, journalism and stuff like that. And he grew up as a Mormon as well. And he does a really good video about how there was lots of amazing things that I learned that you, that I, lots of amazing things that I was taught as a member of the church, things that have stuck with me throughout my life, but that doesn't change all the horrible things that it instilled in me as well. It's one of those really complicated water and oil kind of things. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing is that it's it's that yet another, yet another interpretation is that it's a very good deconstruction of indoctrination Mm. where it's kind of like, imagine paradise imagine heaven imagine and it's like what if the only way to get to heaven was to sacrifice an innocent and what if the only way to and the only way to and it's like the scapegoat the savior it's jesus it's christianity oh, <laughs> it's fuck me. it is christianity <laughs> <laughs> the so kid's jesus you have to kill you have to <laughs> crucify jesus right okay Yep. Yes, yes. It's like I mean, like the, um, Ursula themselves said that it was more about um, Dostoevsky or one of the um, one of the old philosophers and stuff like that. But at the same time, that's what's really good about the story. It's like it fits so many things. And yeah. th- the thing is, is that it can also help you connect other narratives as well because, and that's what I said. I, I thought about it from across the Spider Verse and in uh, across the Spider Verse. Um, the humanity being rescued by spider-man requires spider-man to suffer and i'm like so then that's that's also jesus again oh, it's like sort of the well, if we're gonna if we're gonna get into Le Guin, uh her influence or this story's influence on other things then that's that's a yeah, whole yeah. thing because like Le Guin is kind mm-hmm. of famous for having massive massive uh you know impact on the science fiction world because so many people uncreditedly reference her like i when i was reading this book i was straight up thinking mm-hmm. i just watched this in an episode of strange new worlds there is yeah, an episode yeah. where pike fails to rescue a child who's about to be tortured for his entire life for the sake of his flying yeah. city and it's like that is this is just straight up this book and yeah. you see it and again like, again but- there was an episode of doctor who where they, they were, i mean the, the the individual suffering was a space whale but it was still yeah, yeah. the same thing. Every citizen was eventually told that they're riding on the back of a tortured space whale, and they're given the option to either forget or object. And if they object, they're killed. But that's the different thing. No, not the space whale. That's one of my favourite fantasy things: is living, is living, um, living countries. <laughs> well, yeah, but like I said, it's just uh, yeah. this this story. Now that I know it, I realised it's popped up everywhere. Yeah, I know, and so and it's not like the the first example. I mean, like I, I think like, the the idea has been around for a long time from the old philosophers and stuff, like you know um, Dostoevsky and all the others. But it's just it's interesting that it's kind of been um, it's it's so fascinating to me that this short story basically dilutes the essence of this entire moral conundrum into a into a six pages 
and as well as being in a kind of light and loose stream of consciousness format. It's just really bizarre how they're how they're able to pull that off. Yeah. That's a, it, yeah, it works on so many so, on so many levels and just finish that sentence. Um I was gonna say you mentioned she uh Dostoevsky, but apparently she when she wrote like a, a thing about this book, she actually credited William James and uh, a lot yeah. of people a lot of people asked her why didn't like Dostoevsky said all this first, uh, the, oh, the, the scapegoat that. as a thing. And she was like, yeah, I didn't really like his book, though, so I just read the... Uh, and I forgot, about, uh, I forgot he up, said it first. Yeah, that's right. I, I forgot. <laughs> it's like, I forgot. That's, no, well, well, that's the thing. It's like, well, and you know what? That, that comes back to, the, to another one of the themes of the story is, like, what is perfection? And it's like... Do, and it's like there, there are there are fallible people who make fallible things, and just because they stumble across uh, across something that may that is unbelievably influential and amazingly and amazingly powerful, doesn't mean that they can't make mistakes as well. Mm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I also wonder if the if the fact that um, uh, Omelis mostly uses trains not only is a reference to like being environmentally friendly, but I also Wonder if it's referen- if it's a reference to the fact that the entire city is basically trolley problem the city. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, it is. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, like, I mean, if if you want to, uh, like, yeah, I mean, th- this I feel is because, like, if you want to bake it all the way down, it's just a trolley problem. Do you do you sacrifice one person to save well, five yeah, I mean, and stuff like the, that? The the key point of the trolley problem is that you take ownership of the decision to kill one person, whereas yeah, it's yeah. action or inaction. Whereas. I guess yeah. it is just in ac- inaction. There's no option for action in the Omelas problem. You yeah. can either no, you're never given the option to save the child or try to save the child. Uh, it's yeah. either because I'm assuming his, there's guards, there's a whole city thing set up to I mean you yeah. can't really f- just grab this kid and run. But everyone can see him though. You'd, you'd think there'd be one or two people who were just like, well, n- nope, <laughs> so nope. Yep. Come with me, kid. <laughs> but, There's yeah. a new rule. No torturing children. I'm backing it up with this gun. But probably, <laughs> yes. probably don't have guns in Utopian Omelas. Uh, yeah, it's... it's. You know what? I think it's also... It makes you think how subjective perfection must be that Le Guin mm. could not describe a perfect place without leaving so much <laughs> up to the reader. Well, yeah, like my, like my, it's like my spouse's, uh, my spouse's ace, and they're just kind of like, I, I could do without the orgies, thanks. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's if, up to them. If I'm completely honest, I don't necessarily want an enthusiastic tambourinist dancing around me while I'm having sex. <laughs> so, yeah, go on, they, you can do it. If you've got the oh, like, no, well, I can just imagine afterwards. It's just like, oh, that's a shame. Um, <laughs> next, yeah. Oh, it's like ting ting. Oh, oh, okay, sorry, mate. <laughs> that everyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the... Oh god, yeah, because everyone within hearing range would know. <laughs> yeah, because of the tambourine. The and tambourine the stops funny... suddenly after like one and a half minutes. Uh, it's it's well, yeah, and that's the thing is that well, that's what I love about this as well is that it's perfectly ex- executed mood whiplash because you can tell it's meant to be lighthearted and stuff like that, and I'm pretty sure that Le Guin meant it to be a little bit sort of funny and ludicrous in places yeah. as well. I mean, because it starts off they, by saying like horses are the only animals that take that enjoy. You know, they, the horses take part in our ceremony willingly. Yeah. And, the, and the, there's an ex, there's a whole extended section of describing describing this perfect drug, and it's like this is the perfect drug, and it's not habit forming, and it makes sex amazing, and mm-hmm. it's, and it makes uh, it's like, uh, but yeah, it's just, and then it's just kind of like completely turns it on its head because you think about like it, it's 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 one of those things where maybe I'm just being super pretentious here, but. 
um, it, it's like the story itself is an example of um, is an example of what it's describing, basically, um, because what you are doing is that you are reading. I mean, when you read it the first time, you are picturing this amazing utopia in your head. You're enjoying it. You're enjoying the pictures. You're chuckling at the ludicrous things that um, she's saying. And then you're like, uh, and then you, you hear about, uh, then you're depressed, then you're depressed by the bit that happens afterwards. And then when you go back and look at the, um, the, the funny, look at the funny tableaus from earlier, you're kind of wondering, it's like, sh- should I laugh at this now that I know what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> Knowing where it's going is you with two pages away from child torture kind of puts a, a dampener on yeah, the, exactly. the, the, the orgy tambourines. Um, and it's like, uh, if you want to go super meta, you're kind of like, the effectiveness of the story is contingent upon the suffer the the, the uh, is contingent upon the suffering of this fictional child. <laughs> it's contingent on you feeling bad. It's kind of part of yeah. that whole sort of. In order to feel, in order to feel good, you need to feel bad, and it's one of those things where it's like, what what do you do? It's like uh, it's one of those ones where you have to kind of where it's kind of like those sort of dark night of the soul things where it's just kind of like. How do you handle it? Because there is no fixing it. Uh, but mm. at the same time, you so need to be say. able to know how to live with it. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, like I'm, the author yeah. has accepted there's nothing you can do to fix it. And yeah, yeah. I, like I say, I mean, there, like, there's so many different ways of interpreting it, and the, you know, unreliable narrator is a good one, mm-hmm. you know, main one. But like, well, yeah, like I said, go, going back to indoctrination, that's just kind of like that was one of the reasons why um, one. Of, well, the main reason I left the church was because of um, the the homophobia and transphobia. But the the good for you. the secondary reason was kind of like um i had this i had this sort of like um but maybe it's because i was in channel awesome and stuff so i nitpicked the heck out of it but basically i there was a bit where i i just something kind of clicked in my head where it was just kind of like how do i know that god's telling me the truth and it's like well you know god's real because he answers your prayers and he makes you feel good and i'm like okay Let's grant that. Let's grant that there is a God. Let's grant that he is all-powerful and that he can make me feel good. How do I know he's telling the truth? Because the way I know that he's telling the truth is from a feeling that he gives me. So it's just, it's like, basically, it's like how, he could just be Q. (laughs) It's like he could, he could just be someone from the Q continuum. There's, there's no way of knowing that he is the actual factual god or just a powerful being who is able to manipulate your feelings. I, I have to say, of... I respect that Star Trek played a big part in your your crisis of faith. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't well, no, that that was afterwards. I was uh, that, afterwards. I was kind of like, yeah, uh, well, that uh, yeah, and then I was just kind of realizing it's sort of it's it's similar with um, any kind of uh, vast power. I mean, like realizing that billionaires basically. It's like one of those things where it's like, oh, Greek gods, what a funny and whimsical thing. And I'm like, hang on. Billionaires are Greek gods. They have amazing powers. They can confer those powers onto others. They have really weird sexual ideas. They're they're unbelievably influential, but they're unbelievably petty at the same time. It's, it's, uh, yeah, billionaires literally are. There's something in there, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's literally was it billionaires literally are Greek gods. So it's just kind of this idea that, yeah. Okay, sorry, we we went off topic a bit, but yeah, the the fact is is that one of the reasons why I love the those who walk away from Amelis is that um, 
for most stories, when they give the whole, oh, there's no easy answers, I'm left frustrated a lot of the time because it means usually that they're choosing not to pick a side. Whereas this one, it's not about choosing not to pick a side. It knows what the right thing to do is, was, yeah. but it also says that the right thing to do is, is just what, what are you, how much of the right thing are you willing to do? Do you want to try and fix it from within? Do you believe the people in the inside? Yeah. It's like those who walk away from Omelis, it's, it's more about they had the conviction to leave, but at the same time, they still left Omelis behind. They still know that someone's being tortured there. Does yeah. that not place that responsibility upon them? Yeah, and it's I mean, like, to come full circle, like my... Yeah, we were just saying, like, we, I think everyone who reads this book would think I would walk away. But then we yeah, all, yeah. as you said at the start, we are all in a less, a, a less clear-cut version of that. Uh, well, yeah. We all do live in a, in a world with massive unfairness, and we don't... We are... It's not like, able yeah, to, we, but also we, probably not. We don't even think about walking away. Like it's like we're, it's like I'm not trying as hard as I can not to invoke the and yet we you live in a society curious meme. But um, exactly. it's like we're, it's like you buy phones, you buy smartphones. They're built by slaves, basically. And yeah. it's like it's not a utopia. iPhones are glitchy. They're 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 silly. They're not they're not perfect. They're not perfect technology in any way. But yet you still put up with the torture yeah. of others in order to um in order to to use them but like but like yeah i mean i i don't live i like i don't give i i, I try to give a, as much money to charity as i can but i don't give away most mm. of my paycheck i'm not like downsizing my house so that i can try and support people in the third world and that's that's it's something like, i yeah. could do if i you know you want but, to, you want to live comfortably it's like it's yeah. like if, even if you don't want luxury you still want to live comfortably because living comfortably is a given person's idea of utopia really i mean luck i mean even even the even the the story says that in somewhat it's like it's not it's not over the top it's just enough to live and be happy basically that you know but, you can t I, I, it may be because i'm a person who has struggled with uh you know depression Moderate depression my entire life. Not, uh, not like, uh, yeah, okay, uh, but uh, like a couple of times myself. But yeah, all all Le Guin had to say to me was, "This mm -hmm. is a city where everyone's happy," and I would have said, mm. "Like utopia, yeah." Just the idea yeah. of feeling happy all the time yeah. is is that appealing to me? That was like that's that's all you had to say, my queen. All you had to say was happy. <laughs> this is a place where people are happy. Yeah, and I, I would have like, instantly, the, uh... yeah. Yeah, but then at the same time, you're kind of like it's. There's that's the other conundrum too that um, philosophers have argued about for centuries is that um, it's like, can you feel happy without knowing the opposite? It's like, can you know yes, what unless, is if you unless you know sadness exists, what is happiness? That is. Yeah, it's like yeah. Fuck, and I, it's like see, it's I don't like thinking. Things. This book's made me think way too much, and it's only six pages. Six <laughs> fucking pages. Ursula K. Le Guin. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, and that was that's the reason why I chose it. I mean, there were a couple. It's like that was I w there was a small phase where I was going through all of the like classic short stories. Like um, I also offered to do the most dangerous game, which is a kind of it's kind of well. I mean, it's it's not the same, but it's kind of a similar a similar thing as well. The most ga dangerous game being, of course, man, where like this rich person decides, hey, I'm bored with hunting other things. I'm going to try hunting people instead. And I'm like, is that or the rich story? Because I only know it by reputation. Uh, no, that's no, that's not Le Guin's. Uh, that's not Le Guin. But um, it um, the the thing is, is that with the most dangerous game, it's once again someone be someone. Be being satisfied by the by the suffering of others, and in that one, everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, tax the rich," but at the same time, it's like, 
going further down. It's like middle class. Um, mm -hmm. In order to get your shoes, um, people have to be people have to be tortured, and it's like ah. <laughs> they, and then, yeah, uh, and and I'm just like. It's like what about it's like the people at the bottom of the barrel it's like is this is this a well is this kind of like a what what's what's it called um a, a plank measurement here is there like no conceivable bottom where there isn't someone underneath you i mean you're always you're always heard you're always hear the um the phrase it's like there's always someone better than you there's never there was it there's always someone who's just always a, a bigger fish. than you there's always there's always a bigger fish, but does it go the other way? Is there always a smaller fish as well? Because that was was it one. I think my very first my very first philosophical thought I thought when I was like ten was just kind of like you've got a measurement between two things uh, between two things like your fingers here. It's like you have to go halfway between, then halfway between, and then halfway between, and then halfway between, and then halfway between. Theoretically, that should be infinite, but yet yep. it's not. You do pass it. There is that. That's what's called the plank length. You 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 do pass it, but it's like, but your brain can't comprehend how you can pass it because there should always be a halfway point. Hmm. It's like, ugh. Uh, Richard, Richard Connell did the most dangerous game. Gotcha. Yeah. I should read that at some point. Uh, no, it's uh, that, that one's that one's a lot more um, fun. It's a bit more of a nice kind of narrative romp, but it is. But it does. But it is. About um, human, it's it's credited. Yeah, well, in a kind of video gamey way, it's like, oh no, is he going to get out? <laughs> in a get Fair out enough. sort of way, and that was one of the um, that was one of the things that uh, another reason is because um, uh, I I must admit I was a little bit of a of a of a tricky dick here, but you I remember um, I asked you, it's like, do you do? It's like you still don't really do horror, and you, it's, and you saying no, I'm I'm not really a horror guy. I don't get like making myself miserable on purpose, that kind of thing. You're not really into violence and gore. And I suggest well, I said, well, Uzumaki, I'm a sensitive, sensitive boy, and it will make me cry. No, 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 that's <laughs> that's absolutely fine. It's like that's like yeah, gore is a different thing altogether. But it's like yeah, it's like I suggested Uzumaki, but that was just because it was a graphic novel. But that was also horrible. This story, these six pages. Um, as one of the most horrifying things I've ever read. <laughs> so I've yeah, this so is I've, horror on the level where it doesn't just scare you; it shakes you. Yeah, like, and and yeah. all it is, it's like, and that's the thing. It's like you imagine like eldritch horrors from beyond the stars, and you imagine like um, alien beasts that are that are the pinnacle of hunting perfection, hunting you down. But describing a small child suffering in a closet but it, is it's, more terrifying. <laughs> it's everyone coming to terms with it that really fucked me up because there's always, yeah. there's just a because I mean I have a very low opinion of humanity and there's always just that small chance that that, you know, I mean there are examples that we do come to terms with the suffering of children. There's no gun control in America despite the ever-present con constant of school shootings. Well, that's, we that's the thing, too. It's like, yeah, I mean, speaking of the guns, it's a, it's a, it's a cultural thing, too, because, like, sw I, th I think it's Switzerland has just as many guns per capita as America does, but yet they don't have any shootings because they actually have the, they actually have the cultural, like, the cultural intelligence to yes, be they, smart about it. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's, they have, they do actually have registered gun control over there, but they just do it, they let people have them once they've got it, and also there is mandatory training for yeah, yeah, the use of these it, Yeah, mandatory training, was it, yeah, they, they, have, they have mandatory military service, it's, it's all completely controlled, but it's like, yeah. it's like, also, well, it's like, it's, it's like cars in the States. 
everybody has a car, but everyone yeah. also has a license. Sweden so. also has <laughs> amazing healthcare and very low unemployment and very low crime rates. So it's like, yes, if you're going to give a gun to someone, you're going to give it to the country that is rampant <laughs> with unemployment, like no, no, like the poverty line is crazy low and there's desperate people everywhere, or are you going to give it to the country that's actually doing pretty fucking well? <laughs> it's, going to be very inter- it's going to be very interesting too because, um, well, from what, uh, um, this, is, this is just kind of a rabbit hole I went down recently, is that if climate change is, uh, if climate change basically, if we pass, worst case scenario, we pass all the thresholds and climate change goes absolutely rampant, pretty much every, everywhere in the world will be... Um, will be uninhabitable except for a small band near the top and bottom near the poles which includes the Scandinavian countries oh. and which also includes the which also includes New Zealand so you're basically oh, of course. It'll be, it'll, <laughs> perfect it'll New Zealand <laughs> it's not perfect we did you know well yeah after the mosque shootings we found out that we have we had pretty darn bad gun control laws for a while as well so yeah then you but instituted them if i remember correctly yeah yeah then we did it's like that's uh, how normal countries do it you want psychos <laughs> yeah but again as we as we returned before it's kind of like it'll be interesting to have people come um come over to these con- if that is the case they'll come over to these very socialist countries and see what it is that, um, and it'd be very sort of a hard pill to swallow due to stuff like this, where it's kind of like, what, what do you allow? What do you, what do you, what do you feel like is worth taxing the populace for? Basically, it's like, that's, it's, it's, pers- it's, it's the, the old chestnut of personal freedom versus communal safety, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you go too far in communal safety, you get animal farm. But if you go too far in personal freedom, you get um, the shooty-shooty-bang-bang a lot of the time. And it's just, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, again, that's where we go back to the Omelis, where I feel like part, it's also partly a treatise on the 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 fragility of perfection basically mm. that you're fragi- right if, um, per- yeah, if being nice to a child can ruin your utopia that is a pretty yeah. fucking fragile utopia you're not wrong and exactly and that's the thing is that uh, you've got that with christianity and that's where people it's like oh i would leave i would leave immediately okay are you still a christian <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> it's like it's like well yes i'm still a christian you are you have a utopia built upon the suffering of one individual, and depending on your denomination, that person is still suffering. Um, in the was it in the Mormon fa- in the Mormon faith, when Jesus suffered for our sins, he suffered for all our sins, past, present, and future, simultaneously. That's <laughs> just kind of like that's, con- that's that's efficient. I give him that. <laughs> yeah, but it's like oh my god, and it's like so just abs just abs the. So, but it's like, what gives us the right to make him suffer in, the, in that in that regard, basically? True. I mean, I know. Again, I'm overthinking it in a more literal capacity, but I do wonder, like, how do they choose? To, I'm assuming after the child dies, or yeah. uh, they they just grab another child. Like, is it randomly yeah, selected? Like, what happens to the parents? Like, do they try and fight it's it? It's like unless it's unless it's sort of magical, unless it's sort of a, a magical fantasy setting where like the child is. A child oh. forever, but they said that the child used to be able to talk, but then yeah. got traumatized and so silenced. The, so the implication I got was that it was they. This was a you know they they get a fresh child every now and again. <laughs> bring, bring out the fresh child. But yes, bring, the, the well, yeah. So it's like, oh shit, the child's died. Well, let's get uh, someone's about to have a bad day. 
Yeah, and one of the ones who walk away from Amelos would most likely be someone who either who either is the parent of or knows the parent of the person whose child it is, because that's that's another thing is that it's it's a sad fact of life that you cannot donate to every single charity. So which charity do you donate to? It's usually one that's connected to you in some way. Hmm. So so it's like um, most. It's like um, if you if you if if your brother get if your brother like if your theoretical brother gets um, testicular cancer, it's like I'm going to donate to every single testicular cancer charity in 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 my country. Basically, it's it's one of those things where it's like people can. Well, that's the thing is that it's impossible to donate to everything. So all you can really go on is what's close to you and what's connected to you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you think you think having a personal connection to this child would? You think the people? Do you think all the people who walk away have a personal connection, or do you think some of them mm. are at genuinely I, I'd, just I'd, people who can't fucking live with this situation? I'd say I'd say I'd say most of them are because most of the time, people who revolutionaries, most of the time revolutionaries, people who stop living with the system and just go no flag that i'm out completely it's usually because either they or someone close to them has been directly affected by uh, has been directly affected it's not usually like a uh, some, someone living comfortably in the suburbs it's usually it's like oh my it's it's like um oh, what's what's the way to do it it's um it's like a lot of the kind of white suburban households that are in New Zealand as well, where they honestly don't hate gay people at themselves. It's just, uh, but they vote for the right because the right affects them personally and they don't see what it does to to gay people. Right. Well, yes, like, no, that's, that's, that's unfortunately a massive part of, I, I personally think conservative politics is that they just have this fundamental inability to accept that things that they don't experience exist. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing. It's like, and it's like, even if they do, it's only tangentially. It's like a, it's like a kind of memory or a dream or, or something like that. It's like sort of when it's like when when a, when a conservative ha- meets a trans person like Caitlyn Jenner or something like that, and it's just kind of like. Uh, and it's just kind of like, oh, I, I know someone. Yeah, they, they, they seem all right. It's fine. <laughs> that, that kind of thing. That was actually a thing that a while back that um, really shook me and uh, that, sh- that shook me a while back and kind of made me sort of rethink my views a bit was that um, um, <laughs> this is going to sound bizarre, but this is my life. It's making making um, making bizarre, making bizarre proclamations about um, nerdy things. But um, five Nights at Freddy's, okay? Okay, <laughs> this is, okay. should be interesting. All right. Bear with me here. Five Nights at Freddy's. What happened was, it was unbelievably popular. There's a movie coming out. It's great. We find out later that, that the creator is right-wing and voted for Trump. And, <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, come on. It's like, yeah, it's like, we were having fun here. What the heck? And, uh, and th- again, listen, we were having fun there. What the heck? And it's just like, uh, once again, it's just kind of like something that we love has been tainted. Do you walk away? It's like what I said before about Harry Potter. Do you walk away from Harry Potter? Do you keep Harry Potter, but just kind of like only get used books and stuff like that? (laughs) It's like, 
Yeah, I mean, my but, um, my philosophy with that was complete cold turkey on all levels, but I I yeah. do respect that other people have different, you know, oh, yeah. like they, I mean, everyone I has mean, their like, own you, you, truth yeah. for that. You, you can't you can't just um, dismiss people out of pocket because there were like trans people and gay people who saw the who saw got who found comfort in those books, and yeah. it's like you can't deny it deny that. It's just yeah. No, no I, I I try not to wholesale judge people who haven't completely cut it out of their lives um, because yeah. some people can't, some people have. You know, rely on it for their emotional, you know, well-being. Uh, but, but, but yeah, going back to Fright Nights, pretty sorry, sorry, back, back, back. Yep, yep. The um, the the um, the thing was is that um, yeah, and we found out. Oh, now what, what, what's what's happening with that? And this this was this was what made it different for me though. What he said was, and th- that's the thing is that he knew lots of gay and trans people. He was, uh, and it's and it's not like sort of oh, I have a gay friend and stuff like that. He worked with them in the community, and he said that it's like he said. I, uh, it's like, and he, it's like, it seemed from like talks and, and from like interviews and stuff, he was a genuinely nice guy. And he was just saying like, I think that the, the, the policies of, the policies of the right um, will do better in the long term for the LGBT community in the long run as opposed to as opposed to as opposed to the left who just who just offers easy solutions now and i'm just like that's that's fascinating that's fascinating and how horrifying that kind of that kind of train of thought can go to because it's just kind of like you you are willing to throw people that you love under a bus by not listening to their concerns, but instead kind of listening to the concerns of what of of what other people are saying about it. Did, did he? Ex- I mean, I we don't want to go in too uh, much of a rabbit hole here. Yeah, he oh, too much of a of a Freddie tangent, but yes, but yeah, there's 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 enough Freddie um, rabbit holes down yeah. there. But so, um, so <laughs> forgive me, I, I got a bit lost in the weeds there. How does this tie into Amalas? Oh yeah, well that's the thing. Was that uh, an Amalas? Is that it's because. You feel like as uh, it just kind of gave me this this sort of insight into how conservative people, even people that outwardly li- that outwardly like um, LGBTQ people who act- who actually want what's best for them, can actually do so horrible things in what uh, can can do horrible things in terms of in what they believe is best for them, and that that leads down to the and that reminded me a lot of. The rationalization section right. of the story. That's oh, what I, was I see the connection about. Yes. now. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because well, they did it, a lot. Um, like you said, like yeah. the most common thing reaction for people was to convince themselves that there wasn't any uh, that this was actually better for the child as well because they were all yeah. It's fucked. like oh, it's like oh, the child's bad, but it's like if, if we let them yeah. out into the world, it would be like it would be like letting a letting a, a three legged deer out into the forest. Yes, basically. no, they would literally saying like if they, three seconds. if they if, <laughs> if they wouldn't let if they weren't able to like just shit on themselves all the time, they'd have no way of dealing with that. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was a perfect society. I thought someone would take them in. <laughs> Let's say again. Yeah. No, they, uh, I see what you mean is that it's it's very possible to internally justify radically the opposite of reality. Yeah, uh, yeah. And if it's you like, want to. But, and, yeah, and it's not like in a way... And the thing is, is that that's, that's something that I had to deal with a lot as well when I left the church because... And I've heard that this is actually quite a this is actually quite a common thing when it comes to trauma, especially when le- uh, especially when leaving the ch- uh, when leaving religions, is basically it's like 
Religion was something that you know, and after that you have trouble trusting anything again, because you knew it with your entire heart and soul. And if that's wrong, anything could be wrong. And it's hard to, to, to establish any kind of trust with anything, with people, with, um, in, with um, institutions, with countries, with anything like that. And it can lead to a really, really cynical bent, basically. So it's just... and It is just on the whole an incredible amount of brain tangents to squeeze into a six-page book. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, again, props to Ursula K. Le Guin. Uh, do, you have any, <laughs> do you have any closing statements on this book? A closing thing is, like, I feel like... Like, um, the, the issue with this kind of thing is that a lot of people can feel um, helpless by it. They're like, well, I, I can't just not buy i i can't just not buy iphones i need them to live i need them to work i can't mm. just not live on a society i can't just go off the grid because there's no such thing as off the grid anymore yeah so does that just mean that there is always suffering and i'm like well maybe maybe accepting that i mean maybe it's like it's not accepting that there's always suffering and not sort of being okay with that but it's more about um un Understanding that there can also always be kindness as well. There can also always be the ways that you can that you can help. Maybe just the fact that there's always that there's always suffering in the world means that the small that the smallest spark can mean the world. Basically, no, it's good. It, it is. It puts me to mind of the philosophy uh, of the the very. Uh, <laughs> it's the philosophy of the boondocks. Is where I'm, where I'm going with this, okay? Because there is a there's a there's a line in that where they say like, what what do you do when the entire world seems unfair and you feel helpless and powerless and there doesn't seem like there's any justice in the world? And the the grandpa character turns to the kid and says, "What you can, you do what you can," which I think yeah. in you know in any world less black and white than um, Omalas. There's always something yeah. you do. If you do what you can, you can make the world a slightly better place. You might not be able to fully bust the kid out there, but you know, you can yeah. do some good, and I think that's that's enough that's sometimes. Thing. It's like, yeah, and the thing is, is if you're willing, that was something that um, got me out of a really nasty bout of depression as well. Was um, there was a there was a time where I was just kind of realized it's like there, there's two ways that you can go when you find out that you've offended someone, or if you've offended a marginalized group. It's like you can either go like. Uh, it's like there's two extremes. One is where you can just like, why, why should I censor myself for anyone that's their fault for being offended? And then on the other hand, you're going, I, I just feel like I'm offending everyone and I don't want to offend everyone. How do I get through life not offending everyone? What am I going to do? And I think, it was, and yeah, I think it was my spouse, Leo, who just said, well, because they had been reading a lot of books about like um, Black Lives Matter and um, the, the thing was basically, if, if you're thinking about it, that's something. And it's, and it's like, if was it the the fact that you care means something? A lot of people are like, oh, they don't want. It's like a lot of a lot of um, people of color, a lot of um, queer people. It's it's not so much that um, they want their perfect representation. They just want people to think about representation. They just want it to be in your mind. And if you can do that, that's already an amazing start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's, I think that's a good thing to take yeah. away from it. Uh, yep. And, you know, if you want to take it entirely literally, don't lock kids in the basement, <laughs> you assholes. That's the other yes, philosophy basically. we should take away from this. Yeah. All right. 
Cool beans. So, yeah, uh, if anyone would like to check out, like I said, I said a big start of this, so let me try that again. If anyone would like to check out Swade's channel, just like, I think it's just Swade Pokemon uh, Journey. Yeah, perhaps. well, yeah, yeah. Sw- Swade Pokemon kind of works. Yep, I'm glad that we were able to get this uh, podcast um, out at, around this time because I just recently. Um, restarted my Pokemon journey using some loopholes with Patreon. Just just look at the look at the video to check that out. And that even and that video actually has finally has the um cameo from Dom that I filmed oh, nice. as well. Yeah. Gosh, that was a while ago. So that was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else seems of- to work way more in advance than I do. I'm just like if I'm asking for a cameo it's because the video's going up next week. <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 I'm 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 halfway between. It takes me ages to write, but it takes me it, it, it takes me ages to write but it's really quick and turnaround in the editing department. But yeah, good times. Excellent. Well, um, on on my side of things, if you guys would like to see this or any future podcast, including our very beautiful faces, uh, there mm-hmm. is a video version of it up on Patreon, <laughs> and also we, uh, me and me and Swade are about to head off into the VIP room and shoot the shit for a bit. We're going to talk about whatever the hell we feel like, and that will exclusively be on Patreon. So if you'd like to check that out. Uh, I, there'll be links in the show notes as well as links to Swade's channel. I'll bring my tambourine. <laughs> oh, oh goodness! Okay, that's changed the tone. All right, peace and love, y'all. We're about to go get some get some uh, get some funky stuff on. That's that's the worst way I could have phrased that. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do get a lot of tambourines and funky and funk, but yep. <laughs> yeah.